Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When people talk about content strategy for personal brands, I don't think that what's being taken into account is that the way that personal brands create content and the way that traditional businesses create content is like very different. And the planning and strategizing and the behind the scenes of all of that is very different. And I'm going to explain what I mean. When you see content related advice on social media... It's probably very rigid, like you need to batch things or you have to have a theme day for filming and editing and scripting and blah, blah, blah. And like all of these very like rigid rules, like you're in some sort of like army boot camp. And typically people that choose to build a personal brand online are creative people. Because creating content is a creative process. And it also, they're probably very, like, emotional people. I'm kind of theorizing, but I'm also kind of not. In <laughs> um, what I mean by emotional is that in order to create content, you have to see content creation and social media as a conversation. Meaning that there is someone on the other side that you're looking to engage into this conversation, Correct. And as a person doing so on behalf of yourself, you go about this process a little bit more emotionally than brands do, which we did talk about before about how to like distance yourself um, emotionally from some of those pressures that you may feel showing up as yourself, which by the way are completely valid. So I'd recommend listening to that episode. But... This era of the like Instagram era of planning and batching and holding yourself to a very rigid schedule is over, even for brands. I mean, you've seen Duolingo create content about things kind of on the spot, participating in like cultural phenomenons as they're happening. Um, And it is a more... Oh, I hate this word and I'm sure you do too. But it is a more authentic presence. And it's more engaging. And the reason for that is because it acknowledges that there is a person on the other side that would be interested in participating in this conversation. It considers the other person on the other side. So that being said... I have some observations that I've gathered based on the dissections that I do of like 
celebrities and public figures and their personal brands, but also from consulting on personal brands and actually helping people build their personal brand, as well as strengthening my own personal brand in parallel to you. And the first observation I've gathered has to do with the content-related and social-media-related advice that you see circulating on social media. Historically, successful personal brands don't give two fucks about that advice. They maybe did at one point and realized that because we are all different, we all have different things going on in our lives, commitments that we're juggling, varying levels of energy, varying levels of work ethic, varying levels of time and capabilities, skills, strengths, weaknesses, that somebody's advice, even if it worked for them, does not necessarily mean, and I actually argue that it, it is guaranteed to not work for you in the same way that that advice is given. So just because batching works for somebody doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And if it does, it's going to work very differently than it did for the person that gave you the advice. So generally speaking, when you are in the beginning stages or kind of like the getting traction stages of building your personal brand, you may be more inclined to listen to content advice and social media advice and kind of like realize this stuff on your own. Right now, it may mean nothing coming from me. You're like, oh, but how do you know that? I'm going to go. You're going to go and make the mistake on your own of realizing that like in reality, the content and social media advice that you hear from other people like doesn't really necessarily work in the same way that that advice is given. But it encourages you to start experimenting. So when you, if you started batching, you may take certain things from your batching process that worked for you and leave the things that didn't work for you. Take another process that you heard about and mix in certain things from that process to essentially create your own unique system for how you do things. Based on the life that you're living, other businesses that you're running, et cetera, et cetera. Other commitments that you have, like a family and children, friends, you know varying levels of health, right? We we don't know what other people are going through, um, especially people that are giving advice like that. Um, so that's the first thing, first thing is that usually successful personal brands either don't really give a fuck about any of that advice and they're like, whatever, that's just noise. Don't care. I'm going to figure it out myself. Or if, if they do listen to it, they'll take certain parts that worked, leave what didn't work and form their own unique system of operation for this kind of stuff. The second thing is that successful personal brands, and I would argue successful business owners as well, based on observation, are very self-aware people. Meaning that they know their strengths and weaknesses. They know that specifically when it comes to content and creating content online and building a personal brand using social media, You also acknowledge that you are a person and as a person, you may feel the impulse to participate in things unfolding and happening in real time. Why? Because when we go into conversations with friends and family and other people, colleagues, 
We don't go in having planned every single response and having planned every single question that everyone's going to ask. This isn't court. It's a it's a human interaction. And the things that may be discussed in a conversation aren't always going to be predicted. And so you're going to be thinking of things that you say and how you respond and react kind of on the spot, right? Social media is no different. When you scroll on Instagram or TikTok or LinkedIn, there may be things that other people are saying that may spark a want, a desire, or a need, depending on how much that, Im- that has impacted you, to respond or react. That also depends on your communication style. And essentially put in your two cents on a specific topic, Right? So, that being said, this brings me into my third observation, which is that successful personal brands all have a very unique system for how they create content that gives them room to be impulsive. Because I don't 100% know how every single person who is a public figure celebrity does their content strategy, I'm going to give you an example from my own personal experiences. And this is not advice. It does not mean you need to take this exact strategy and run with it. Actually, I encourage that you don't. (laughs) But for me, for example, I have planned out 100 days worth of content. That does not mean that everything is scripted. Some things aren't because I'm like, well, I don't need to script that because I can do a 40 minute presentation on this if I really needed to. Like I could do a video on this without needing a script. Some things are scripted to keep me more organized or to keep me from rambling or whatever. But I have a hundred ideas that are assigned dates for the next hundred days. The old version of me would stick very rigidly to this calendar. And that brought me burnout And it made me look at this not as the fun thing that I love, but as work and like not in a good way. It's more like, ugh, I have to like create this piece of content because I have to create it for today. What I have done recently as as maybe about a, I don't know, six months ago because... And you'll, you'll evolve this system as well. This, like I always say, personal brands evolve way faster than traditional businesses because you'll, you'll see changes within your own life. Certain commitments are taken away. Certain commitments are added. Uh, Maybe there's something, an especially large amount of things happening in culture right now that are relevant to your personal brand and need you to participate in those conversations in real time. Um, versus another month, there may be less relevant things happening to the things that you discuss and have credibility and authority on. And so therefore, maybe you might have to double down on planning efforts or whatever. So I don't hold myself rigidly to the plan I have established. What I have established is a non-negotiable. And that non-negotiable for me was that I need to be posting once a day, every single day, once a day. That's my my personal choice you know everybody's different um that's my non-negotiable 
So if I have a case study on Meghan Markle assigned for Friday and I didn't post it on Friday, but instead I posted a video based on something I saw on my TikTok for you page that I thought I could participate in a conversation on, that's okay. Because I posted once a day and that was my non-negotiable was to show up for my audience in the topics and realms that I have credibility and specialty and what I want to be known for and how I'm trying to serve people. But I participated and showed up with kind of an impulsive idea and not the thing that I had planned for that day. And so it allows for room to have a conversation and participate in conversations and treat social media as a conversation that it is. But also, if I wanted to post a second idea and I had room and time to create it, film it, whatever it is that I needed to do for that process, post it, yada, yada, I could. Or I could just move that original idea that I had planned for the day for the next day. Instead of holding yourself so rigidly to a specific calendar, because that will make you resent the process. So, any advice that you see about social media and content creation, please take it all with a mountain of salt. For example, Gary Vee giving advice as somebody who has a whole fucking team doing this for him now and him telling people that they need to post on 500,000 different platforms, that's not feasible or not as feasible for one person to do as it would be for one person with a team. So understand that there is a lot of things going on behind the scenes of people giving this type of advice that is subjective um, that may not necessarily work for you if you choose to apply it, even in the same exact way that they do. Understand that there is nothing wrong with you balancing your feelings and how you feel. If you feel like showing up in one way or you feel like showing up a little bit more impulsively with an idea that you woke up with this morning and wanted to create instead of the thing that you plan to have there for the past several weeks, that's okay. If... You want to stick to a plan and that's what works for you instead of kind of impulsively participating in things. That's okay. Things will shift and change. As you grow, eventually you may feel like it's time to hire somebody to help with the content creation process or editing process or um, you need an assistant or what have you. But this time right now, especially if you're somebody who's like in the beginning stages of building your personal brand, this is the time right now to figure out how you feel and become very aware of your strengths and weaknesses and become aware of what is affecting your process emotionally, um, how you think, and don't beat yourself up for the fact that you don't think like somebody else, that's okay. That's actually your superpower and your gift. The way that you uniquely think, that's your gift. And that's special and unique to only you. So explore that process and be grateful for this exploration 
that you can experiment um, maybe without somebody helping you with that right now. And then when you bring on somebody that you want to delegate some of this to, like an editor or, you know, an assistant or a videographer, that you can actually communicate what it is that you require from them now as essentially the talent and also their leader. So this is an optimal time to experiment and, yeah, take all the guru advice with a mountain of salt, figure out the system that works best for you. Don't feel like you need to stick rigidly to it. And when you treat social media as as the conversation that it is between you and the person on the other side, it becomes a lot more fun and enjoyable um, than if you treat it like Instagram circa 2016 where everything has to be rigidly planned and aesthetic and curated and perfect because we're all human beings and we're imperfect and I think that's the most fascinating and beautiful thing about all of us. Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at Kate Mob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.